Hello and welcome to season four of the Outside and Active podcast sponsored by Dry Rope. My name is Matt Coyne and this week I grabbed Steve Cram fresh off the stage at the National Running Show to talk about everything running. This season is sponsored by our awesome partners Dry Robe, the original outdoor change robe, designed to help you get active outside whatever the weather. It's a bit like having your own portable changing room. The oversized design of the Dry Robe Advance gives you plenty of space to get changed into and out of your sports gear. Versatile enough to be worn as a coat or jacket on those chilly race mornings or late into the barbecue evenings. Made from 100% recycled fabrics, the waterproof and windproof outer protects you from the elements, whilst the super warm inner lining will keep you toasty post-run. From surfing, wild swimming and beach walks to triathlon, paddleboarding and walking the dog in torrential rain, the Dry Robe Advanced is for anyone. To find out more, head over to dryrobe.com today. Back to our conversation with Steve, we chat about everything from the evolution of club running and races at traditional athletics clubs to the I can mentality that helps your mind make you do things that physically may be impossible to comprehend. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Well, we're here at the National Running Show. Uh, my name is Matt Coyne from Outside and Active, and I have the pleasure of Steve Cram joining us. Um, welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, good to be here. And you, we've got you fresh off the stage. Um, it was it was sort of packed out, but you had, um, I guess, your your title is "What Has Running Done for Me." Yeah, yeah. I was trying. Uh, you when you when you get told you've got like twenty twenty five minutes, um, you know, I, I talk for a living, so you can. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of cover. And as I mentioned there, I've been running nearly 50 years now. And um, and every now and then you do take time to think back and go, wow, you know, what would my life have been like um, had I not got into running? And, yeah. and it did completely change my life. You know, it just sent it in a direction which um, has been the thread through everything I do now. So, yeah. So well, one of the things that you talked about at the very start then, I guess this is kind of when you get into your running journey and what happened, but when you started out, there wasn't really casual running. No. I mean, for anyone today, there's park run, there's free clubs, there's yeah. big clubs, there's small clubs, there's a million ways to get into running now, I think. But was that a challenge for you then? No, I, I, th- I think um, the only challenge really was more about uh, the kind of training environment, I guess. It was very club based um but for a kid it didn't seem like that there was you know i guess you know late 60s early 70s you you could go to a boxing club a swimming club a running club a you know i mean i guess fairly traditional sports but most towns would have you might not know it existed and i didn't know Jaron Hebben, but there was a Jaron Hebben Athletic Club, there was South Shields Harriers, there was Gateshead Harriers, there were six athletic clubs in Newcastle, Elswick, Gosforth, um, Saltwell, you know, <clears throat> and all of those clubs created the the running um, infrastructure. So what I mean by that is every club would put on a road race. Mm-hmm. So during the season from September to March, every weekend, there would be the Elswick Road Race or the Jarrow Road Race. or the, And they were held on the streets because there weren't as many cars and things like that. And they were quite big affairs. So actually, although the introductory thing was it, it was it seemed sort of reasonably exciting, and then there was track meets. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of them, um, but again, club based club competition. And then, if you got a bit better, you got to represent your region or your county, and yeah. and then you started to kind of move through. So, but what was different to now was that when you went out for a run on an evening, that you you were it. There was a group of you going out running around the streets, and it was a fast time, time, and nobody else. So you did you did feel a little bit. 
odd in that sense. Yeah. Um, and people, I mean, even my mates at school go, what the hell are you doing? You know, yeah. like, they come in, particularly when you get like 16, 17, people are starting to go to the pub. You go one yeah, or two ways. And you're going, right? oh, I'm down the athletic club tonight, you know, yeah. it was every night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in that sense, uh, it was, it wasn't the same. Um, and I, there were no half marathons, marathons, and even the road races we ran, I mean, kids didn't run the full distance, but even as I became a senior, so late 70s, 17, 18, they weren't 10Ks. Every every race was a slightly different distance. They were okay. roughly six miles. Got you. Because that was the rough distance that seniors ran, kids ran, right. under 20s ran three to four miles, under 16s ran yeah. two and a half, under 14s ran one and a half, yeah, yeah. rough distances. And then... So every race would just be whatever loop, or whatever course different. they were able to organise, yeah. which was good. Yeah. So it meant that every week you weren't running the 10K yeah. or a 5K. It was five and a half miles or six and a quarter miles or, yeah. or six miles or some would have hills. Some would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a very different, and I think an actually much more varied and better um, racing environment. Yeah. Because perhaps. it's kind of because it is challenging you with that extra. Yeah, I think on one of the stress. issues that people have these days is that is that just everything is the same. Mm-hmm. Or, or you're, I, I can go into a talk like that and say, I couldn't say what's your best eight mile time. And yeah. Like, what? Eh? What's he on about? You what know? is that? Yeah. They'll know their ten k, their half marathon, their marathon, their five k. Yeah, of course. Well, has that changed? You mentioned about your son, I think, going through mm-hmm. sort of the clubs as well. How? What have you noticed is the biggest change from him then going when he started going through? Yeah, clubs? just that. You know, I think the clubs struggle to to. I, th- I think they missed a trick when the running boom started. Clubs yeah. weren't as welcoming as they perhaps should have been, and that's for that's that's partly for good reason. Clubs are about the triple jump mm-hmm. and the pole vault and the discus and and the hundred meters and the four hundred meters and the hurdles and mm-hmm. that's track and field that's what athletic clubs do yeah and obviously for those who just wanted to run they maybe weren't catering yeah in the in the way that those people needed so then we got the more casual running groups started to grow yeah uh, that were just about people going for a run and enjoying yeah as much the social thing as anything else yeah. maybe not as structured from a training yeah. you know, uh, coaching perspective so i think that's the biggest change and there was a while when um the clubs struggle to kind of come to terms with there are people out running, yeah. but they're not running with us. Yeah, yeah. And actually, they 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 got they were a bit snooty as well. To, I mean, I'm saying that because it's part of it. They're a bit snooty about it, and um, so for instance, things like the Great North Run to begin with, loads of club runners did it, yeah. and then when it got really big, they, they started going, "No, that's for the that's for the joggers." Yeah, you know, we want. But of course, then what's starting to happen is. During the nineties and, and 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 certainly now, <clears throat> the clubs can't put races on in, in city centres and things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm an event organizer now. I know how hard that is. <laughs> yeah, the challenges um, you face. You know, all the health <laughs> and safety and road closures and, and everything costs a lot of money. And clubs mm-hmm. just can't do that. Yeah. So then they start to see their their ability to kind of operate change phenomenally yeah. in the last fifteen twenty years. Yeah. So clubs now have learned a lot of good clubs have learned to kind of embrace. Yeah. The, the running boom and everything else that, that goes with that, um, but still maintain their role as a kind of development. A, and yeah, and particularly for those other events that you know we, we don't have mass participation in hundred meter races. But no, no. But we still want hundred meter runners. Yeah. Well, I guess you see more of the beer miles maybe now yeah. than the actual mile yeah. races, perhaps yeah. around around the country. 
Um, okay, well then, so you talked about, I guess, how running's affected you and how it's changed you, not just from the physical aspect you even mentioned, you know, from lungs and fitness, mm. but also the mental side of things. And there was there was a comment you made, I think, you're, you walked into just before a race and your coach said that, you know, there's 11 people that think they're going to win, there's one that knows, and kind of left that almost mic drop and yeah. <laughs> see you later, Steve. Yeah. Um, but how, yeah, what did, how did, well, I how think did you what interpret it, what, that? When you said that to me, it was about kind of how you think is as, is as important, if not more important, than, than, than your physicality of what you're bringing to it. And I, I, you know, over the years, it's been the thing that's fascinated me most. I spend a lot of time around elite athletes, both competing against mm-hmm. them and with them, and then, and then in later years, commentating on them, talking to them, coaching. And the one thing that, that comes through all the time, the top people have a way of thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just... You cannot get that level yeah. if you haven't got the ability to get the best out of yourself when, yeah. when you need to get the best out of yourself and have that belief in that. And sometimes it gets in the way as well. As you get, yeah. as your career goes on, you still think you can do this even now. Until you, yeah. know, you still have that attitude that, yeah, I can do that. You know, I'm yeah. 61 now. I have to yeah. be more careful. <laughs> but I wasn't like that, I don't think, as naturally as a youngster. Yeah. I think I was a bit more, you know, a bit... I'm strong. Not, not as I confident. Oh, okay. To begin with, you know, when yeah. I was, I, I, I love sport and I love playing football and I loved, yeah. but I think I would always go a bit, uh, you know, whereas it taught me to go, okay, this is the differentiating thing. Everyone can train hard. And, and you know, I don't buy it that I was, I was talented, of course I was, mm-hmm. but I don't think ta- talent is such a, um, it, it, it's much more evident than actually we realize. It's just that people don't work out the right way to develop that talent, whatever for whatever it might be. Um, and it's it's what you do with what you've got is the important thing. Yeah. So learning to kind of that, you know, the, what I used to call the Saturday afternoon um, feeling, which which for me was that, you know, the nerves I'm racing and, you know, and it's a bit like an actor going on stage, you know, you've got to enjoy it. You've mm-hmm. got to like that being put under pressure, being tested and you flip it. It becomes, this is what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how good I am. Right. Yeah. And so enjoying that, not letting, oh my God, it's kind a of the fear full or... of 500 people and they've come to watch me perform and can I remember my lines and you know, yeah. that, ugh, you know, then you're going to get in a mess. Yeah. So the good people take, and, and even if it's not going well, they still, you know, punch through it. They'll still it, yeah. work it out. And to the people watching, they won't notice that he forgot some words in the middle of a song yeah. or, or the, the lines weren't exactly the same as they were two nights ago. Yeah. But he, you know, and that's my point. You can go into races and it's not going that well, but you can still make it work out. So that bit of it became, um, and actually I, I the, I talk about it now as though I was always I was always good at being able to do that. I had plenty of times in my career, even knowing that, that you still let that negativity creep in, yeah. particularly in the latter part of my career, and which is why I now know why it's so important. Yeah, of course, and I guess that's relatable to I mean anyone. It's not just your elite racing, as it were, is yeah. it? It's that 
I think you've even said them, but if you're taking your first step into a 5K, it's kind of who cares what your time is, but it's like, actually, I am going to run this 5K, you know, 10K, half marathon, whatever the the goal might be. But it's the I can mentality. I I mentioned it there. I didn't really have time to get into that. I'd like to get into a bit of detail with it. I said about the London Marathon, and and when I I got involved with some people, who were just running for, for Macmillan Cancer mm-hmm. Charity, and I was talking to them afterwards. And I'd watched people kind of come around the last corner in the mall, you know, and kind of pretty much falling onto their knees and dragging themselves and finishing the marathon. And, and I was like, wow, you know. And talking to people, and then about their training, thinking, you, you haven't done enough training, really, to, you know. But, so it is about that, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get to the finish line. I'm going to. And your mind will make you do stuff that, that, that physically you have no right to do sometimes. Yeah. So you will push through uh, in a way which, it be, if, it's, if it matters to you. And sometimes to have a bit of fun. I do, I used to, I yeah. do less corporate stuff now. But to, to give you an example, I used to do a lot of this back when running was just getting going. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'd go into a room with, you know, a couple of hundred people or a corporate event and, you know, sales group or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I'd sometimes kid them on a little bit. I'd get halfway through the talk and then go, right, actually, you're all here as part of a bit of an experiment. In a minute, I'm going to open the doors and some TV camera crews are going to come in. And what we're looking for is we're going to put you through a bit of a test. And um, so... Uh, what we're looking for is, um, I'm, and I ask people, I pick somewhere, 20, I says, hey, can anyone tell me somewhere that's 25 miles from here, right? And they go, all right, you know, I don't know, it might be Reading or something. Yeah. And you go, right, okay, <clears throat> right, we're all now going to get from here to Reading. I'm looking for you, right? And we go, and there's a, there's, there's a prize. And anyway, I go through a process where you talk about, um, and I go, okay, I'm joking. There's no TV crews, but by the way, imagine if put your hand up if the t- you know we, I, go, I go through if the prize was ten thousand pounds and all you had to do you know you, you needed to run to Reading, get to Reading, and a few hands go up, and then you go, okay, what if the prize was a hundred thousand? What if the prize was half a million? What if the prize was a million? Yeah. Point, and then all the hands go up, and what they do is eventually you get people to stop focusing on the twenty five miles. They start focusing on the yeah. prize, and that's what we're very good at. Yeah. And if people actually believed I had a million pounds to give them, <laughs> but genuinely, you, if you went there and you asked any of those people there, if or because I didn't say how long it had to take you, you just no, got to go and do just it. Just got to get there, all right? So if that's the basis, so to say, can I run twenty-five miles? Yes, you can. It just depends on you know what 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 prize to yourself that yeah. is, and how much you're prepared to invest in that. And that's, I mean, I think I can absolutely relate to that. And my first marathon where I think the last two miles of cramp took me as mm. long as the previous 24. Yeah. Um, but it was the prior for me, it was in memory of a friend that we were doing it for. And that was the prize. But yeah. I guess it's kind of everyone will have their reason. I think it's, you, there's another word you mentioned up there, another phrase, but you said about the no shortcut. So it's like, yeah. if you're going to commit to doing this thing, you yeah. can't just kind of Pace it out slowly yeah. over the next six months. You need to you need to stick to that training. It's a bit like an actor. Again, come back to that analogy. Yeah. You know, if you the more prepared you are, mm-hmm. the more confident you can be. The better the performance will be. It's not to say that if you're not prepared, you mm-hmm. can't still manage it. Yeah, but and, and some things will will go wrong, and we have to find a way around and through that. But 
if you can prepare. Running's very rewarding like that, yeah. I find. Um, and there aren't a lot of things that necessarily are. Most things, practice, you know, practice makes perfect and all the rest yeah. of it. But actually running's very rewarding for that. Yeah. You, if you do some bad coaching around, but, but never mind. If you, <laughs> if you do the things over a period of time, you will see the benefit of that in your performance. Mm-hmm. So yes. Can people go from, I've never run to running a marathon? Yes. Mm-hmm. As long as you're prepared to give yourself enough time. Yeah. Cause we give ourselves sometimes 20 years to get out of shape and then we want to get in shape in three months. Yeah. 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 So you, as long as you give yourself the time, then your body is very good. That's what the head start we got with running. Um, it's what we were designed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we were designed to walk or run yeah. in that direction. That's where the way our arms and yeah, legs yeah. and our joints and our muscles are designed is to do that. So we're not trying to hit a golf ball or yeah. do something abnormal things. Natural. Yeah. We're doing something very natural, um, and with a bit of practice and training. Then, then, yeah, we're, we're all. I mean, the only thing on that. Uh, you know, getting back to the no shortcuts mm-hmm. is that some people are, you know, we, we all have a slightly different physiology in terms of, uh, you will have heard your know, fast twitch and slow twitch. One. Yeah. So a <clears> hundred <throat> meter runner is never going to turn out to be a good marathon runner in the same way that somebody who's born with yeah. slightly more endurance kind. So we're all, we all bring certain things to sure. running. So sometimes people go, my next door neighbor, look at him. He's older than me and he looks, but he just goes out and he looks as though he makes it look so easy and I'm quite fit and younger. And yeah. so we're not all predisposed. Some will have to work a little bit harder. Yeah, of course. Is. Well, that's, I remember from last year, we followed you and Thomas's journey as he did the South Downs way. Yeah. And I remember some of his comments about it, you know, people coming up to him and it's like, yeah, but you're a runner. And he's like, I was a very fast, short distance yeah. runner, yeah. but changing that into a hundred miles is a huge, huge thing. That's, that's physiology. I mean, the only good thing for you is as you get older, you lose your fast twitch. And you get, <laughs> it, it, it all reverts to, and we, we do get better at, at endurance yeah. as we get older. Absolutely. So there's another comment. You brought Monty Python to the stage. Yeah. Um, I think there was a few hands went up when yes. you said, does anyone know the life of Brian? But what did running ever do for us? Yeah. Um, I think it was quite a, it was quite an interesting yeah, well, isn't it funny? Because, you know, people get asked all the time, why are you doing that? You know, and, and, and I think it is important because you should have an answer mm-hmm. to some extent, you know. Um, and that's why when, you know, when I sat, I was genuinely out running a couple of weeks ago and, and uh, thinking, oh, God, you know, because I've had, I'd had a bit of time out and, and I've been getting back because I got reasonably fit last year for the, where I am now. <laughs> and um, it was all a bit of a, you know, and it felt, I was having one of those days and, I was like, oh man, do, do something else or something. And, but you, you kept coming back to it, you know, and, and it set me thinking about all the things that, 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 that running has given me apart from, you know, medals and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and I thought about the Monty Python sketch. You know, what have the Romans ever done for us? They've done nothing. You know, well, the viaducts. Yeah, yeah, apart from the viaducts, you know, yeah. <laughs> sanitation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the viaducts and the sanitation. Yeah, yeah. Roads. Yeah, the roads. And, you know, and you start on that process of yeah. suddenly going, actually, it's, like it's given me an awful lot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, I'm conscious of time. I know you have to you have to get up to your event, but maybe one more question. Commentary 
racing, medals, coaching, now event organizing. There's a lot there. And that's, this is where you talked about your love of running. And that's probably something I think we could carry on for quite some time. But from all of those things or achievements and stuff you've done, what's, what is one of your favorite? Is it, is it just the running that's the glue that sticks it together? Or? I think it is. It's just all those different <laughs> facets. I mean, I, I couldn't really rank one above the other. You know, I don't think it's fair because it's just so different. Um, you know, the, the the only thing I would say I, is out, excuse me, out of all of that, because, um, you know, I have to, you know, I'm reasonably healthy. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness most, you know, um, I've traveled the world. I've met great friends. I still travel a lot. Um, I've run in some of the most incredible places around the world from, you know, Kilimanjaro to uh, the Copacabana to, yeah. you know, um, the outback in Australia. There are so many things that I could answer what, what, what's running ever done for me. But I would say if I could pick, if I could go back and it's just being able to run fast again. Oh, really? I would, that's the only thing I miss. Yeah. I love my running now and I love everything I do and I love watching other people do and coaching and organizing events and talking to people about their, their running lives and help trying to help people. But what the only thing I really miss that that I think I feel privileged, you know, to be able to run a mile yeah. at that sort of pace without it hurting, yeah, yeah. you know, without walking off going, you know, um, forget your know, crowds and records mm-hmm. and all that. Just just that physical thing because you can't. That's one thing I can't do anymore. Yeah, that I can changes. still have the love. I can still have memories. I can still have. Yeah. I can still go and run on those beaches. I can yeah. still go and run slower. What I can't do is is, is, is run, do that fast. fast anymore. So if I had to pick one thing that if I could go, yeah, can I have that again, please? That that's what that would be nice to do. Well, there must be there must be an element with some of the sort of young athletes that you coach and yeah. things being able to relive that a little bit when yeah. you see them go out into competition, right? You must there must be a part of that. Yeah, there of, is. I mean, the, the, it, it's funny. Coaching's a funny thing because um, I used to think it, it was. It was all about that, that you know, and it is for the athlete because that's what I've been. I've been an athlete. So the athlete, mm-hmm. it's all about that performance thing, you know, the the race and the winning a medal or whatever it might be. Um, and I should never forget that as a coach. Um, but the process is much more interesting as a coach mm-hmm. than it is as an athlete because as an athlete, it's just like I've got to get this done to get there. Tick, that's tick, what tick. I want to do, you know, and, I'll, and I'll do it and I'll do it. And what do I need to do and get on with it? As a coach, I quite like, and I think that's where the event organizing thing comes in. You know, we've got an event uh, this weekend, which I'm going home to. It's actually all the planning I like. You know, I like, I like the you know, route planning to, we're going to have this, we're going to this is going to happen, that's going to happen. You know. And actually on the day, the event actually, it's a bit, you know, kind of, yeah. and as soon as it's over, you then, you're, on to the next you're one. rigging and on the next <laughs> one. So, and I think as a coach, that how do I, I mean, coaching a, a, a Kenyan marathon runner the last couple of years and that was a bit new for me and I mm-hmm. really I've really enjoyed that you know how do I because she came and said I want to be able to run sub 220 marathon mm-hmm. and I go right how do I put something together that makes that happen now yes the performance is the is the, is the measure of that yeah but and and then the, the it, it's a bit like a, I guess it's like baking a cake isn't it you know as you the delicious, well, the delicious piece at the end of the well, sort of I'm, checking I'm sure, it each I've never done and... the, the, the uh, bake-off thing, but I'm <laughs> sure, 
you know, the process for a chef for a, uh, you know, a baker, mm -hmm. it's about, right, what am I going to make? But how do I make it? What, what, are, what are the ingredients? What are the things that are going to make? And all of that process is, 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 is absorbing. Mm -hmm. When you put it in the oven, yeah. nothing Just you can wait, do, right? right? Yeah. Except, you know, and that's like the race. Yeah, so you've okay. done all of that. And yes, the athlete is in the oven. They're the yeah. ones running the, you know, Mary's running the, the, the marathon and I'm yeah. watching, but I can't do anything then, yeah. you know? So I think that's the, that's, that's the flip, isn't it? For a coach, the process is the real, because once the race starts, it's, it's uh, them, isn't nothing it? I can do now. Yeah, yeah. And, and if, and if the, if the cake comes up beautiful, yeah. brilliant, you know that all that prep was, was successful. Yeah. So, um, that, that, and that, that's been interesting for me. I've really, really, it, it's just seeing it from the other side. Yeah, for sure. Well, Steve, thank you so much for your time today. If you want people to sort of follow what you're up to or, or your events, where's the best place for them uh, to I go? don't do social media personally. <laughs> um, but yeah, if they, um, they can check out um, eventsofthenorth.com. Mm -hmm. You'll find out any races. We are doing more away from the northeast as well, so watch okay. out for that. We'll look um, to that. Yeah. We'll see you on the south coast next year, or is that...? Uh, not quite not that yet. far yet, but, uh, yeah, we, 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 um, actually, um, I'm in discussions with somebody to do an event, uh, not far off the South Coast. Actually, okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll stay tuned. Yeah. Steve, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our podcast with Steve Cram, sponsored by amazing partners at dryrobe.com. If you loved what you heard, please do head over to your favorite podcast player and rate us five stars and tell us why you love the episode so much. Until the next time, enjoy the outside.